welcome back to Shellyville. I am your host, Michelle Clear, and I have a special guest in the, my office today. His name is Justin. He happens to be the amazing editor that I have who's helping me put out these shows. Today, we are also adding audio with our video, so video and audio together. And that's really new for me, that's something I haven't done before. So I'm a little nervous, and I'm hoping I can get through my show. I actually expected Jackson to join me today and he decided not to. So that's okay. So I'm all confused today. I'm all messed up. So I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> Shellyville is going to be a little bit interesting today because I'm doing it a little differently. And whenever you try something different, that can cause a little bit of anxiety, which this is what I wanted to talk about. Some anxiety is actually good for us. We actually have it. It's our fight or flight. It's part of our personality and we need it. But then there's parts of anxiety that we don't need, that it's very <laughs> disruptive to our everyday living. Um, I put out on Facebook what people wanted to hear about or what they wanted to get some information on. And anxiety was definitely one of the bigger ones, but also living with it or what's the easiest way to get through it. So I just, first of all, I want to describe a little bit about what I think anxiety is. And I believe that anxiety is excessive amounts of worry. It is when you cannot control your negative thinking. Justin, have you ever had anxiety? I would like to say I have at some point in time. Um, I've, I know people that have it a lot worse than I do, but mm -hmm. it's more of a, um, it's more of a fleeting thing for me. And it's pretty easy for me to get control of those thoughts. So you've never had like the physical anxiety where you feel like you're a racing heartbeat. Like right now, my, my heartbeat's racing. I'm nervous. I'm sweating. I'm a little bit more anxious than normal because this is outside of my comfort zone. But I've also had the kind of anxiety that has, I feel like I'm dying. Yeah. So I've never had the, the anxiety that is like the couch lock type feeling where um, it could like completely paralyzes you. Mm -hmm. um, I would consider any anxious situations that I've been in more of like an adrenaline rush yep. um, to where, you know, maybe you're speaking on stage in front of a bunch of people. Maybe you're um, just, you know, I remember um, I played football in high school and the feeling that you get before you come on the field and like, like physical, like football is an extremely physical game. And like the fact that you are going on to the field and you are going to, try to impose your will on the other team and they're doing the same to you like you get butterflies and it's it's very common for like grown men in the nfl to like throw up before games because it helps them settle their stomach wow um so wow. so some of those feelings i've had um but not not necessarily the the paralysis the I feel like I'm going to die. My, you know, my head's going to explode, whatever that case may be. Right. Because here's the thing, like your situational, like that's a situational anxious moment. You're excited to get out in the field. Your like body is geared for it. I, I know that geared up feeling. Now, I have felt like that at a concert when there's been too many people. Like I've had that kind of anxiety where I've actually spent an entire concert in the bathroom because I couldn't be in the stands. Like I couldn't be around everybody. I've hid in the bathroom before. So I've had that kind of anxiety where it just really, you feel like you're dying. I recently even had a client told me they went to the ER because they thought they were having a, a heart attack. Mm -hmm. So this is like anxiety truly can affect your entire body. Like you will feel sensations, which is like a fast heartbeat can be, um, 
you, you feel really hot, like you ever get a hot flash, you get the stomach, the upset stomach. Um, a lot of people just get really muscle tension. You feel like everything in your body hurts. So these those symptoms are really a part of anxiety that causes problems. That's usually when someone is going to go talk to a therapist or get help from a medical doctor because the physical symptoms of anxiety are so paralyzing. I mean, really, when you're having a panic attack, and the thing is, panic attack is a lot different than just everyday anxiety. A panic attack is believing in that moment you are under attack. Your body is in fight or flight. So that's kind of a little bit different than what I wanted to talk about today because panic is panic does have to be treated differently than just everyday anxiety. Because I believe everyday anxiety is kind of this feel of trying to control everything. It's, you know, like you have to control your environment. Everything has to be right. And so when you have anxiety, it's like a wake-up call about what's going on, like what's important to you. This anxiety is, I always tell people anxiety is a gift and everyone thinks I'm crazy, but that's normal. <laughs> and, and why would you think I think anxiety is a gift? Um, I think that I, and I'm speculating here cause I don't know the direction you're going here, but <laughs> I, don't <either>. um, <laughs> I would venture to say that you would say it's a gift because you're, it's, it's a sign of a healthy response to a potentially dangerous situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is, mo most people get freaked out by that. They don't realize that that is a natural response to life. We are constantly designed as fight or flight. But what happens with excessive amounts of anxiety is that we don't get a break from that. It Like it comes when you least expect it. You could be driving down the road and then all of a sudden you get this flash. You get this feeling like something's not right. You start to fear. I have some people that have even visualized themselves in car accidents. <laughs> like they really get this intrusive thought that something seriously bad is going to happen to them. So anxiety can highlight what's going on already in your mind. If you're already thinking that you don't like to drive... And now all of a sudden you're on the road and you're having these horrible fear thoughts, the anxiety is going to make that worse. And I've noticed with a lot of my clients, what happens is that this just continues over and over again. Like they don't know how to break the cycle of this anxious, like doom and gloom kind of conversation that they're having with themselves. So I really work on, first of all, I, we haven't discovered if it's like the body has the response or the thought has the response. And I always tell clients, it's really two kinds of anxiety. You're going to have a body anxiety and you're going to have a mental anxiety. You have to decide, is it your thought that's making your body act or react? Or are you having that reaction first? And then your thoughts are kind of playing catch up. So I think for you, when you're out on the football field, you know exactly what that is, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're like, that's cause and effect. Yep. But if you were driving down the highway and you see a car accident, you're going to immediately feel scared. Mm -hmm. And then that's going to bring on like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? I have a story about that, actually. So I'm my, I used to work down in Hudsonville at a bank. And, okay. I'm my, and I had worked there for probably over a year. And when you work someplace for a year, you have the same pattern that you drive to work and from work every single day. And I was in a left-hand turn lane turning onto the freeway. And the car in front of me tried to turn turn too fast. And it was like a blinking yellow light and got T-boned right there at the intersection. So I called 911 
and my brain went blank. Like <laughs> I like, where am I? What where I, am I, I, I I'm very directionally sound. Like I could tell like if you tell me how just about anywhere in Grand Rapids, I can get there without directions. Okay. I'm very directionally sound. I can tell you that this place is at the corner of, you know, 28th and Burlingame or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could not describe to the 911 operator on the phone where I was. Ooh, that's shock. So uh, fortunately, like there were, there were multiple calls that were being fielded at that time. And they were the 911 operator was able to piece together the situation and figure mm-hmm. out where we were. But I was like that that was like a learning experience for me that, you know, that that spike of adrenaline or anxiety can just cause your mind to go like completely blank. Absolutely. And I wasn't even involved in the accident. I just witnessed it. So, so wow. Yeah. So how did how could do you recall how long it took you to get out of that state of panic or how that anxiety? Um it so what happened was so after that happened, the I, I turned I turned left like I was getting onto the freeway, but then I pulled over and ran over to see if like there was anything I could do to help with. And when I got my feet on the ground and um it was it was winter time, so it was cold out. Mm-hmm. When I when I by the time I got to the car, um I think my my brain came back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um maybe it was just me moving my legs and getting the blood flow. And also once I once I, I realized quickly that everybody was gonna be okay like that was another thing that too helps. so um so i would it took probably two minutes i would say well what you said was the most important thing when you got grounded when you actually got out of the car and you grounded yourself on the ground standing up in movement is one of the greatest ways to handle anxiety because someone recently asked me like how do you get through it you have to feel it mm-hmm. like you literally have to touch the ground yeah. or touch another solid object to Mm -hmm. ground yourself so grounding is a really huge um kind of therapy thing that we do Mm -hmm. i i always tell people to to ground Mm -hmm. to like put your feet down on the floor spread out your hands like touch something solid because that grounding is absolutely what gets you back in touch with reality yeah isn't and not to get too far in the weeds in this but isn't that kind of what uh, emdr therapy is rooted in Mm -hmm. yep yeah and that is not a therapy I do, though. Yeah, yeah. That's why <laughs> I, I didn't want to get too far in the weeds. But <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's okay. Because really, any time that you're dealing with anxiety or any kind of thought pattern, you have to get rooted in reality. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing I teach everybody with mindfulness. It's like, okay, what do you see? What do you smell? What do you hear? What What do you taste? What's out there? The practice of mindfulness, the practice of being in your body is what gets you through anxiety. But also in that moment, you weren't telling yourself you were anxious. What I do want people, like that's a situational anxiety and that totally makes sense. But there are times that people feel that way and they haven't seen any anything. Mm-hmm. Like there is no accident. There's absolutely nothing going on. You're standing in line at the bank. You're standing at the line to check out. And all of a sudden you're having this incredible like blank feeling of your body sensations taking over. That is when you ground yourself. That is when you get back in touch with yourself. You have to like <sighs> deep breath, mm-hmm. deep breath, a lot of deep breathing. But also you want to know what's around you. Knowing your environment helps you understand where the anxiety is because again your brain is thinking fight or flight Mm -hmm. like it's like get me out of there something's not right so the cold out and actually cold weather 
and cold temperature also changes anxiety in the body. So if you put cold water on your hands or cold water on your forehead or get an ice cube, those are all things that really calm you down when you have anxiety as well. So it's amazing all these like little things are related Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of things out there that do help with anxiety, but we have to get in control of it. Like, and that's the biggest piece about anxiety is that you feel like you are absolutely out of control. It is coming from some weird place. You don't know why you're thinking the way you're thinking. You're doing something totally mundane and all of a sudden anxiety comes up. Yep. So it's it's just really, it, it, it is a hard one to work with because a lot of times people have had anxiety for years. Yeah. Like I know people that have had it for years and they don't understand why it's not going away. Mm-hmm. So I have a theory on that. I kind of believe that a lot of anxiety is based on our thinking. And I believe that we are telling ourselves that we're not good enough, that we are trying to control everything, that something bad is going to happen. And so we start to avoid activities or we put ourselves in situations that actually bring on the anxiety. You know, like we keep doing the same things over and over again, and it's like we haven't broke that cycle. So definitely we want to get familiar with grounding. We want to have some affirmations. Um, again, affirmations are just positive statements that you say about yourself. The, the reason why sometimes affirmations work is because you're rewiring the brain. Like I tell everybody when you have anxiety, the first thing to do is start telling yourself, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Like you have to have the language within yourself to get through it. But you also have to name it. You have to say, hey, right now I'm having anxiety and I've checked my facts. I'm okay. Nothing's out to get me right now. I'm safe. So I'm checking my environment. I'm grounding myself. I'm paying attention to what's around me. And um, those are just the really important kind of first things that we do when we have anxiety. Um, and you have to check the facts. You definitely have to know whether or not you're in a situation that causes stress or anxiety. I mean, I don't know. Do you think stress and anxiety are the same thing? No, I don't. Okay. I think I think anxiety can be um I think anxiety is the problem. Stress could probably be a, a symptom. Okay. Right. And the thing is, that's different for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. What what might be stressful for someone will cause someone severe anxiety. I know with going back to school right now, there's a lot of kids that are calling me wanting to know what the skills are to get through school. And you know what the, the skill set is? Exposure. Mm-hmm. You literally have to put yourself in the situation that makes you afraid. If you don't want to order something over the phone, you got to order something over the phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to go and order your taco in person. Yep. Like you have to go up to that person in school and say hello. Like there is no other way to get around our fears unless we face them. It's like this, you know, but it's little steps. You got to take those baby steps, those little things every day that you can do that kind of make you feel like you're okay. I mean, the whole point of getting through anxiety is to remind yourself every single day, you are okay and you're going to be all right. But you have to use that language. And this is where we can cultivate some self-compassion. Be kinder to yourself. Just take a chance and, you know, really just sit with who you are. Sit with how you think. Listen to the criticism inside your mind. Are you saying you're not good enough? Could that be contributing to your environment of feeling 
that you are out of control and things aren't working the way you want them to. Because that's really what anxiety is about. It wants you to name your reaction. It wants you to write down how you are feeling. It wants you to get in touch with what's going on deeper behind the reaction. Because we all know anxiety is very hard to live with. It's very hard to avoid life if you're afraid of everything. Mm -hmm. And I would say since COVID and people being shut down, social anxiety has totally increased. Like that has probably been my biggest change in my practice is that people are coming in with social anxiety, which they never had before. Interesting. And you know why? Because they stopped communicating with people. Yep. And you know what really is this about? Not seeing people talk. Mm -hmm. Having face mask freaked out a lot of people. For sure. So... It's just interesting how now we haven't had the mask mandate for a while, but people still are afraid to communicate. Yeah. I'll say this. When I um, when COVID first hit, I was working at a bank, and that bank implemented a mandatory mask policy for all employees for like a year, and nothing made me more anxious than coming to work every day and having to wear a mask. It was like my mm -hmm. least favorite thing ever. I it it drove me to change jobs. Like that was that was one of the number one things. I I I changed jobs and started working from home just because I could, like it it putting it on for twenty minutes to go into a grocery store was one thing. Like I could I could deal with that, but right. wearing it for nine hours a day, um, doing a customer ser customer facing role, and not being able like having to communicate with people, but only getting a part of it because we communicate through our facial expressions and our gestures Absolutely. so much. Um, plus just the feeling of not being able to breathe too. Um, <laughs> I hated the mask. I'll so, be the first one to admit I hated yeah. everything about it. Yeah. Plus I didn't oh. believe in any of the politics that went along with oh. <laughs> the, the COVID <laughs> mandates and protocols and stuff like that. So oh, I promise that could be a whole nother show. Yeah. We don't really need to get into that. But, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> It was tough, but that's what I'm talking about. Having that people who never had anxiety before literally had anxiety. Mm -hmm. Someone who has never experienced any of that before had it. And now they don't know how to get rid of it. Cause here's the thing. Once your anxiety button gets pushed on in your body, it takes a lot to get it off, to shut it off. Mm -hmm. So, um, yoga, exposure to sunshine, learning how to relax, learning how to kind of ease your mind, tell yourself it was okay. Like I literally had to talk myself every time I put my mask on, I was having that conversation with like, you're okay. You can breathe. You're going to be all right. It's only going to be a few minutes. Woo. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, society wise, this has been a collective big sign of everybody having increased anxiety because of that. Mm -hmm. And it's huge. And here again, it's like two years later, you would think we would be over that by now. Yeah, you would think. I <laughs> No, we're not. The anxiety is still there. And I don't have a solution for it. Believe me, if I did, I probably would be out of practice. So maybe I shouldn't come up with all the answers because <laughs> I still need business. Well, I think you talked about the, the solution earlier. I think it's pretty, um, I, I think you made it pretty clear is like to just go have those interactions with people. Absolutely. And to get out there and to talk to people. Like I used to be the kind of person that would just strike up a conversation with a random person in a grocery store because I could. And then COVID kind of everybody was kind of like, well, we need to be distanced. 
And now it's like getting back into that normal routine of just being being normal is do you find it easy to talk to people now are people receptive to that have you noticed i found that i'm i like it used to be a natural thing for me now it's like it's more of a natural thing for me to just get in and get out and not really talk to people and i've started doing it more and more lately and i was like oh i realized that i enjoy doing that so so i really think that's what this is about understanding how we have changed in the last couple of years and getting back to our own new normal but we do have to kind of fight it i mean we have to fight this fear we have to fight this ability to think that we're not good enough or something bad's going to happen to us i mean that is what anxiety is about fighting it being comfortable with yourself, loving yourself in such a way that you're going to get through it. And that's really what I wanted to share with anxiety today. I kind of just wanted to get that back out there, remind people there's a lot of different ways to hear the same thing. Like, I'm not saying anything that you probably haven't heard already, but I want to say it in a way that you pick it up. Like, like try it. Go do something different. Go, go be brave. Go face those fears and just put yourself in a new situation. Trust me, I'm doing it all the time. I'm doing it right now by being on video. This is something completely unexpected. And uh, it is what it is. Like, I'm just going to keep trying to live my life wide open and be open to new experiences. And I will always probably have a little bit of anxiety, but I don't want it to go away. I tell my clients all the time, you do not want your anxiety to go away because we need it. It is part of who we are. It's part of our survival. It's part of what makes us human. And so, you know, we just got to get comfortable with self. And that's what this is all about. And that's what Shellyville is about. And I'm so glad everybody stopped in. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in. And uh, have a great day. We'll talk to you later.